Hello, hello, hello. Looky what we have here. This is a short and quick Michael Basham report on this lovely Tuesday night driving through the Smoky Mountains, compiling varieties of analyses of informationes, and also underground fellowshipping with warriors that I've walked with for almost half of my life and I continue to walk with there is an army it is a spiritual army that is arising it is a spiritual military an organization if you will that is organized by God himself and that I have dubbed the spirit wars and I have envisioned a George Washington helping to found it in these wartime years as the enemy is launching his attacks everywhere announcing he controls the destiny of the universe he decides when California shall lock down indefinitely you crazy Americans you think so you Americans with your guns and your horses you American cowboys well, I got some words for you. yippee Kaye, Mother F. Joe Biden. Nazi people. Because we're in a war, and the people like me who look crazy and run around and we're like barefoot and bleeding and beaten up, life's a mess at times. God always gets you out of the, the hole. As long as you return to the Lord, He is able to deliver you from manifold temptations and failure. So, Bruce Willis in the, in the movie Die Hard is up against all these German terrorists that are just so just cool and these European um, bodybuilder types and intellectuals and and it's just this New York cop that's trying to figure out his, his failed marriage or whatever. It's all... Uh, like a horrible Christmas setting. And a lot of people, they, they just detest the holidays because between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, all these families are supposedly getting together and having a lovely time. But many people are alone on those times and or they have family that just hates them. And now the whole world is turning into that because of the stupid vaccine arguments, government arguments. But anyway, we're not just here to talk about that. I think enough people are talking about that. The overall 30,000 foot perspective is there is a war going on and it is brutal. The enemy is nasty. Just like who'd have thunk that the devil was so demonic? Who'd have thought that demons don't have manners? They play dirty. And they like to make you hurt. And you have to realize that if things are, are happening in your life like that, chances are you're doing something right or you pose some kind of a threat to their system. We're going into the year of the tiger. And in China, that is attack dog year. Not the year of the dragon. The year of the tiger. And the dragon will give its power to the beast. And we will go through the end times. How that's going to look, I don't know. 
the more I find out about it and the more it's revealed, the less I can tell you. Because there's just too much that was unpredicted. We just didn't know that there would be this much resistance, that we would have like Elon Musk resisting it and big names in the world just resisting the New World Order. We just didn't expect it. Well, so now, warrior, what are the obstacles that you face before you? Don't tell me you don't got fighters coming against you, because I know you do. I can tell it. I can see it in your eyes. You know, I've been um, cleaning the uh, studio and just getting it ready to be painted. And this is on top of working side gigs with with old friends and new friends and... um, just going by faith, man, it's different. It's a different kind of life. And navigating this whole new mandate situation, I mean, we still gotta, like, have hygiene and try to remember to eat well and stuff and love your family and everything and even relax every once in a while. And especially to connect with the Holy Spirit and with God throughout the day. And, uh, One of the ways, if you feel distant from the Lord, is just to speak in tongues. That's been a common theme. The last transmission last night, we went into uh, the face-up with a miracle, Don Basham, part five. And it was just the very descriptive scene of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues, especially. And it's a very gentle approach that um, my grandfather, Don Basham, outlined in in really like a immersive experiential format so worth listening to if you have the time and worth getting the book if you can find a copy of face up with a miracle don basham so you have to have uh all the bases covered and don't look at that as a chore you know think of that as like it's fun to eat well you know if you go to Bojangles like I did this afternoon and my friend's like what would you like I'm like whatever gives you the most heartburn I'll have a fried chicken sandwich some MSG french fries and a coffee at least I didn't do a soda but then you know you you fight the war and you get some greens in you and you take all those vitamins and you fight that war you don't give so much honor to the world. The world gives honor to the beast already. The beast system, Babylon, the horror system, the false religion, the false church. I saw this TikTok of some some Christian girl describing, like, going back to church after you've fallen for a little while. And she's just got this little paper heart and she's, like, seeing old friends, quote-unquote friends, and they're looking at her like, taking the heart, gossiping, ripping it, giving it back to her. Then she hands it to some people and it says legalists and they rip it some more. And then it's like the religious people, the the puritanism, puritanical people, like, oh, you were sleeping around or whatever. And so the church has failed us. And then finally she gives it to Jesus and he takes all the broken pieces, of course, and accepts her and heals her. The people out there are getting it. They don't even have to listen to our people to understand that the church system doesn't love them. 
There is no receptivity, true love, true receptivity. There's only, I mean, I know because, you know, we're, we're splitting rent for the office and thank you, Patreon, everybody on there, super generous so that I can contribute to be able to cover the expenses of having a space. And I could imagine like what it must be like to have full service, a church building, um, downtown somewhere. And although it's supposedly for God, but the meetings turn more into financial meetings and the church should never exist for that in that big old, you know, we've, we've made it into something that it really isn't instead of the church being the majority of it being in, in people's hearts always, first of all. And just providing a place for people to meet. It doesn't have to be the purpose of meeting is to have a place to meet. I mean, that just defeats the purpose. But anyway, that is another issue besides the point. The seven-year period is, is on its way. I don't need to remind you that we're going to go into some stuff that has never happened before. And we're just there's no way to really be ready for it. But I went for a walk last night, I think uh, before the broadcast, and I just asked the Lord, like, what do you want to show me? And he told, he showed me the, the concept of the Jedi and even the phones, the cell phones that I was carrying. I, was, I had two in my pocket and the concept of don't hate technology or always think of your use of it as evil especially when you're using it for my kingdom. But consider the fact that as you step into the future, you will be given tools to spread the truth, to work as a supernatural agent, but also as someone who is useful in this world as someone that can do varieties of tasks. Uh, this, this morning I was um, assisting a friend of mine to upkeep the foundations of a famous old cabin that was in a movie. Um, just crawling in there and making jokes the whole time, you know, Ron Wyatt, when you found the Ark, and the, there, there's the, the Jeremiah's Grotto. I, I need to brush up on my Ron Wyatt. But this is the guy that introduced me to Ron Wyatt. So it was so fun to like crawl into this dusty, sandy, historical... United States government historical monument and be like jacking up the bottom of the floorboards and putting in new foundations. It was just so fun. And thinking about, well, this is a dude that's got those kind of skills. He knows how to do carpentry. Like nobody's ever done it. I wouldn't know how to do that. That's like, that stuff gets killed and I'm still coughing from it. <laughs> all the dust and everything. But back to the Jedi, the Lord showed me that the keys of the kingdom are a weapon, that the, the swords, the keys that turn into swords are a weapon. Perhaps the, the methodology that was used by other Christians, especially the family international that tried to be the people of the keys and just be all obsessed with the keys and love the keys and honor the keys and the keys and the keys. And then they're just like, you know what? I don't believe in the keys no more. 
because you OD'd on one thing and you didn't realize that everything has its proper place. And the word of God and the keys are one and all this technology of the angels. And it's interesting, but you have to balance it with, are you able to function as a human being in your daily life? The answer is a lot of times not very well. And the Lord will give you the proper mindset for everything. So you don't get sucked into religiosity. And if you really want to be a super soldier Christian, you got to fast two times a week. Some people are called to that. If, if that's your bag, go for it. I'm saying this is a, a war that we need more soldiers and you're scaring people away by saying, oh, you got to abide by my commandments not the commandment of love, the law of love in which there is so much freedom. Hallelujah. So I told you this is a short transmission, but I'm going to be right back in just a second. I'd like to share a few more things, a few news items, but most of all, really the news that I can share with you is the stuff that God is showing me in my own personal experience and with my own close friends and phone calls, messages from around the world. I'll be back in a moment. You know, it's really not easy to boil down the amount of info that I have digested throughout my life. It would be like, okay, hi, this is Michael Basham. I'm here to tell you about the ins and outs of joining and leaving a cult and yet retaining the good elements that you learned. I'm here to tell you about living in Japan for two years, studying it for 10 years, and about their culture. I'm here to tell you about Taiwan and their complicated relationship with China and that I lived in both of those countries for a total of almost 13 years and speak Chinese and I can tell you all about their and now let's talk about Christian mysticism of recent let's talk about fringe Christianity these are all different topics that I love and I wouldn't say that I've mastered but I can definitely hold my own in those fields with people now let's discuss politics and Trump and Infowars. And I love the fact that Reset Wars on Infowars now is largely talking about the spirit war. It's spirit wars. And that always would happen. I knew it would happen someday. That after we realize that Trump can't save you, no man can save you. Only God is going to be able to save you. Only God has the keys. 
and he gives you those keys. So what you need to realize is that God has given you the power within where you have that open portal to heaven and that is given to you to now open any door and shut any door and bind and and unlock. And so why aren't we using those? Why are we subjecting ourselves again to religiosity, puritanism, legalism, all this idiocy? Even the the left right paradigm or the or the not the info war, but the the side of it that's that that thinks you're gonna fix everything by attending school board meetings and that's it. Let the people who have the gumption to do that and the grace to do it do that. And if you have the grace to do it, go out and do it. I think I'm I'm largely speaking to people who they may also have that grace or they may also have that that pull to attend rallies or to go and get involved politically. But I think that the large amount of what we're discussing is the stuff that takes place in the prayer chamber, the real spirit war. This is where we separate from all the other shows and and uh, informational teaching shows and conspiracy shows. And, uh, and those are all important in my mind. Even Bigfoot Terror in the Woods, it's great camo to have that show. And I love hearing those stories. I think it's a very interesting topic. I just want God to be happy. And if he's happy, everything's happy. You know, happy wife, happy life. And we are married to God. God is our true spouse. If you are a spiritual person, you should be concerned about making God happy. And what does God want? And you can ask him. I mean, what if your wife calls you up and asks you, what do you want? What if she asked you that and would you say, I want you to do this and this and this for me? No, you just be like, hey, I just want to spend time with you. Let's uh, let's go for a drive around town together. Let's get a babysitter or let's watch a movie tonight. Let's do something together. Let's Let's spend some time together. And then, you know, I mean, you know, like your wife is asking you what you want or your husband, if you're a, a woman. Um, I was just thinking about like all the duties, all the, all the weights that we're putting on ourselves. Meanwhile, most of it isn't going to matter pretty soon. We're trying to be responsible with like, well, we got this uh, extra chunk of money unexpectedly. We got to make sure we invest it properly. Yeah, sure. But realize that everything could be taken away. All the material things. You don't get to bring anything with you where we're going. By all means, buy real estate if you can. It's useful to have something in your hand, but... If you're a spiritual warrior, if you're one of the Jedi, your main treasures are in the word of God, in the infinity of God, of what he has waiting for you. And things that are too big to fit on the planet, really. Concepts like the fact that just like we can travel between states, or in my case, countries, and it's just a matter of getting in a car and driving on the highway and knowing how to how to operate it 
And if you've seen Cowboy Bebop, don't watch the Netflix show. I'm talking about the cartoon. It's just the same feeling. Like, okay, we're going to Ganymede. We're going to the Jupiter moon. We're going to Mars. We're going to Earth. And uh, there's that same kind of cowboy Western feeling to it all. And there's there's culture and there's fashion. And we're going into that world. It's bigger than this world. A car is cool still, but it doesn't really offer you the same mobility as a spaceship. And once we find out that the stars are opened up to us, you're going to want to have a spaceship. And we're building worlds from not other planets, but from heaven, which is which looks like a giant starship. I don't care what Michael Heiser says. It's a giant spaceship. Just read it in the Bible. So you take your Lamborghini. I'll take my starship. If it came down to the choice of having interstellar travel, or in our case right now, we don't, we might not have that yet. That's coming. But the visual of in the spirit, you are truly free. You can go and travel. And Jesus, once you come to him and you say, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you have for me? And if you catch that little glimmer in his eye, he might be getting ready to take you on an adventure beyond this world. And you'll find out later that it actually connects back to this world. It's just that like a needle and thread the things that are happening around us connect with the stars, connect with forces beyond your comprehension. And most people can't handle that. So they, they, they hide in their little boxes with their little TVs and their little screens. And here's where the nerd factor really comes in useful because all you whippersnappers just found out about cowboy bebop more like Brokeback Mountain Cowboy Bebop in the last uh, few months. And it's a cool concept, but they really butchered the show and turned it into a big homosexual frenzy. The original show uh, came out in 1998. I found it in 2000. And uh, I wasn't really hooked on the, I guess, the the style like jazz and, and just being cool and whatever. But the concept of freedom and of true artistic, that, that getting the feels, those emoji, emo, emotion, emo, emotive, uh, things really inspired me. And, uh, throughout my life, it's been, it's, it's been a touchstone to come back to that world, that cosmos of, kind of a nitty gritty spirit war and world and the humor of it all and the poignancy and the, the music and the art and the culture and the craziness and my spirit wars and my spiritual dimension, which some people would call dementia, but I just call it fun. Um, I got accused from one guy back when I first started doing this, like in 2010 or 2011, I was in Taiwan and I would go up on the top of the, the rooftop of the school and talk about the Phoenix Chronicles. 
And the Phoenix was really like a, a mammoth sized cowboy bebop type of interstellar heavenly craft that I would just go, go aboard and, and write out the uh, visuals, the visions, the prophecies, the dialogues and the technology and some sort of the retro fitted, fitted look and the, um, kind of going around in different realms and different spirit wars. Like we went to Egypt right when they're having the, uh, what was it? The Jasmine. It was like the, the Arab spring and it had something to do with Jasmine. I forget, but I have it written down and I would just, whoa, dropped my microphone. We still on. Okay. I would just go into the spirit. I would spend hours of time in prayer and in devotional time. I spent the, my, the strength of my youth that I could have spent building up a career and I don't know, translating Chinese or programming or whatever. I spent all that energy pouring through fringe topics, Christian topics, but largely prophetic and, devotional readings. I was basically like a Catholic monk in, in the out of the box style that the family provided because I didn't have the family. I didn't have a, like a, a group of people back then. I had my friend Justin and a handful of other people that were mostly focused on carnal uh, lifting their life carnally. But there was a time in 2010, 2011, where I made breakthrough. And I call it the Phoenix prophecies, not just because of the starship or the spirit ship, but because it was like, I am not leaving you, God. I am not letting go of you and these wild revelations that you've been giving me for the last eight years. And back then, it was like the internet was flooded with wild information. 2012 is coming, and all these like Project Camelot documentaries and interviews with people like presenting info on the deep state of that time. They didn't even call it back, back then. It wasn't really called the deep state. We just called it like the cabal and the Illuminati. I mean, go back and look for podcasts about the topics that are flooding your telegram, your signal, your gab, your MeWe, maybe 1% of your Facebook, whatever they still allow to trickle through that little Gestapo controlled slum. That's right. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they're all slums, big ghettos. Oh, but everybody's there. Yeah. In a giant ghetto. You ever been to a ghetto in India? You ever seen the slums of India? You ever think about like a ghetto? Oh, there's a ghetto. People are poor there. Those are nice apartments. You go to a slum in India. It's rich, rickshaw shod shacks just barely like tied together with twisty ties and the smell of feces everywhere. That's what the darkness does to you. And that's what Facebook is creating for your, for your soul, for your mind. Um, you break out of that. You find these old podcasts from like pre-Trump era. And it's very fascinating because the fight back then was not 
a, a big summer soldier fight. When Trump was here, it was summertime. Summer soldiers, as Washington said, easy to fight. You look for the winter soldier. You watch the Captain America movies and you, you see the winter soldier and you, you think, okay, these were the winter soldiers. And they weren't always right, but there was a lot of really interesting information. And I spent my entire energy of my uh, like late 20s to mid 30s just pouring into spirit, but also in the midst of all the hubbub of, of Taiwan and, you know, watching kids and then having my own first daughter, Kaya Basham, bless her little heart. She's a big girl now. She's the oldest Basham grandchild. And she is still held captive by very wicked forces and people. So please pray for her and pray for her faith and just to continue to protect her and angels around her. What a powerhouse she is. And she has superpowers. I'm not kidding. I've like actually seen them. But she's what keeps me going every day. It's just the thought of her. And I have one one little drawing that I've kept in my wallet that I had. I just grabbed it. And um, I've had it in my wallet every day. It's just this little kitty. And it's kind of faded now. I should probably take a picture of it just in case it like gets lost. But... I have that in my wallet and then I have a I have a card, an ace of spades card which was left under the bed when my wife went into delivery and I guess they had cards cuz it was a long pregnancy and delivery or whatever it was a uh, like 3 days and um it was like okay let's go baby's coming we're moving into this room and we got to get everything out of this room and I'm like okay grabbing everything and I look under the bed just as Sienna's being born, my two-year-old, there is an ace of spades. It's pretty nice. So I've kept that. I mean, I don't have any drawings from Sienna just yet. Well, I've got scribbles. I guess I could keep that, but, you know, I just, that was so miraculous. It was like, this girl, she is the jackpot. She is really special. I mean, that was a sign to me. So I've kept that in my wallet alongside of the one little drawing I have from Kaya. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, talking about Cowboy Bebop, it's like, <laughs> we're going after the bounty of the spirit. But my life's been such a, a, a drama. It's been such a, a action movie. Nonstop. And the things that I used to research back in the day, you know, 2010 era, it was um, a lot of those people. Now I've I've gotten to talk to Benjamin Baruch, uh, Johnny Baptist of Tribulation Now, the Canary Cry guys, Johnny McMahon, most of all. I've talked to him more than anybody. Because I thought, since I was representing the family, I was so far outside of their realms. And um, it would not be possible for me to make friends or join with normal Christians. And it was only when that star of the family really waned and almost disappeared that then it would be possible for those of us who were in it 
to start to work with normal Christians. And yet, even now, we do that, and we still don't really sound normal. Darn it. And let me finish that point, and we'll be right back in just a moment. That's just some music to get us jacked up. We've been reading my grandfather's works, Face Up with a Miracle. I'd like to talk about that and and all the things that we're rambling about and, and trying to dissect before that. Needless to say, everything comes back to maintaining your faith. The Phoenix prophecies, those times back in 2010 which I will someday release a book about all the things that happened, but it has to correlate with breakthroughs that are happening today that, you know, you get into a lull, you get into a a kind of like an automatic, okay, this is what I do. I go to work and I, I have my life set like this. Of course, my life might not relate to everybody because I'm always in some scenario or other I always feel like Bruce Willis and Die Hard, and I'm 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 totally unrelatable to most people. And it's only when I go into the prayer chambers that things make sense again, or when I talk to satanic ritual abuse survivors. Believe it or not, I could listen to the Imagination podcast all day, despite the the gory, you know, details of everything that happened. Because I resonate with people who have been outside of society, who have been in cults, and who have been abused. And yet, I was never in an abusive cult. I've been in some abusive relationships. Um, but that underworld, you know, that that provides proof that there is a satanic cabal. And I've been spending a lot of my time researching that and spending 
almost most of my focus trying to balance between what we can prove with the info war and what is possibly happening with the uh, you know Project Camelot type of stuff and 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 uh, you know David Ike interviewing Arizona Wilder and exposing the royal family and all of the abuse that happened to her and the Antichrist armies and and going on spirit trips with the Phoenix prophecies and jumping into you know the Antichrist army bases finding out about those underground military bases the dumbs way before it was cool way before QAnon and trust the plan there were actual talks about those underground bases and I was like you know what our spirit weapons should be powerful enough to go and to ransack those uh, it wasn't until 2014 or so that Tony Floyd found the Phoenix prophecies that I'd posted somewhere and uh, I'll start probably putting them in the spirit force white papers and releasing them incrementally um, a bunch of them are actually on Patreon. If you dig through the Patreon, I have a lot of writings there that those are, those are them. That's like, those are my devotional raw handwritten and then transcribed and somewhat edited prophecies and, and devotionals to re insert myself into the spirit matrix of God, not the matrix of the metaverse, that Facebook is developing that is only following the DARPA plan for decades. You know, Matrix, the movie The Matrix was based off of the plan that Mark Zuckerberg is now implementing and others. Because they plan to lock you in your house forever. The vaccine thing isn't even the final goal. That That's just to kill off most people. And they know some people will survive the vaccines and they will mutate they want to study those people. The rest, well, you're going to be emaciated and sickly, and you're going to look like a much less fun Bruce Willis movie called Surrogates. Came out in 2009, where, oh my gosh, I got to watch that movie again. It's been like 12 years. But it's so vivid. It's it's um, a movie about people who live in the metaverse and they can interact in society through like um, versions of themselves with cyborg bodies, like Terminator bodies, but they look like you and your best health. But the real you is severely sick and, and on all kinds of medications and locked into your house and you're, you're in a pod. Brilliant movie. We always knew it would come true someday. Now it actually is. Because of COVID, you can't go out. But if you have your surrogate, you can interact with society. And, and so they have, like, he and his wife, they live in the same house, and they're not really on good terms. But they have their perfect-looking selves, and they engage in society. Um, what an amazing movie, actually. That's, that is worth watching again, Surrogates with Bruce Willis. So that plan, and I was awake back then too. I was like, you know what? This is all going to happen. This is all part of the plan. You know, listening to Alex Jones for two years in the late 2000s, from 2000, 
seven to two. Actually, I was listening to him since 2004. Um, and comparing him and contrasting his words with what the family was sharing and the family Mo letters and reading through all these piles of decades of teachings from David Berg, which although he had a lot of problems, the guy was a genius. I mean, he was literally just a, a fountain of all aspects of what we're doing today. And he was also fallen and he, in the end, was not the Messiah. So I've had problems with people that they're like, why do you criticize our prophet? I'm like, because he was a freaking pedophile. Or at the very least, he was just like sex mad, crazy with like doing all the normal things that those people do that get that, that kind of power. Just like David of old and Solomon of old doesn't mean that they weren't anointed of God and that they, they um, abused that power in some sense. I was more interested in the information and I'm like, what? The world works like this? You know, what? World War Three? What? The tribulation? And as someone that knew the Bible, it was like, this all checks out. Oh my gosh. But then finding out about Alex Jones, it was like, whoa, this guy is... Totally crazy sounding, but boy, does he believe in what he's saying. That's what I came away with. And then he actually got people to talk to him. Like, whoa, aren't they afraid of losing their credibility? Like, what? In 2009, I think it was, Charlie Sheen came on his show. That guy is pretty wild, but it was a benchmark because it represented like, hey, they're they're connecting with... Hollywood actors now, even though Charlie Sheen was going through some major drug stuff. Who wasn't? I mean, watch Crimson Tide. I couldn't finish it, but Alec Baldwin talking to James Earl Jones, like horrible rendition of Jack Ryan, but Alec Baldwin playing Jack Ryan, he's obviously on cocaine and James Earl Jones is obviously doing weed. And they're doing this shot, and you're just like, this is so stupid. But they're wearing these, they're these, wearing these really nice suits, whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm uh, getting off course a little bit. My sister just had a son, so I'm getting a lot of messages here, a lot of happy messages. I am also having a son, so pray for our family, our our future prodigy. You know, you go through battles, but life goes on. This show isn't about me. It's about everything that God has shown me that I can transmit to you. The spirit war is only just beginning. Or rather, it's like this giant cowboy bebop the, the Cowboy Bebop, that's the name of their spaceship, the Bebop. But, of course, it's much bigger than that, the one that I've seen. It's it's Michael Basham's Spirit Wars going around, joining with Tony Floyd, his trailblazer and others. And we've been off in other dimensions, other star systems, other worlds, time traveling. And now is the time for all the crazy stuff that I've been up to it's starting to land in your neighborhood. It's coming. It's There are glimpses of it. 
I'm not talking about actual UFO sightings, not, not on purpose, but this crazy war to get back to the beginning, Bruce Willis, welcome to the party, pal. And it's going to look like a, a dead body landing on the front of your car. You're just this lazy cop, you know, the, the guy from family matters and he's, Mr. Good old family cop guy. And he's just, what's going on? And he kind of believes in, uh, Kyle Reese, but he, but Kyle Reese kind of sounds crazy. He's the only guy that picks up the signal and Kyle Reese is fighting a group of terrorists. That's, that's the beauty of that movie. What a great film. And finally, one of the terrorists lands on, on family matters, car, cop car. And then all these machine guns erupt and he realizes there's a war going on. Well, that's spirit wars and it's crazy. And in my neck of the woods, well, we just saw a tornado touch down and kill almost a hundred people at least. And it's not fake. I'm not talking about something to, to be silly here. I've lost friends. I have friends that have died that I've lived with and worked with. I have friends of friends that are losing friends and family members that, I mean, just it's a war and it's coming and it's going to look like, Oh no, people are dying. Oh no. Don't lose hope. It's only temporary. Our lives are but a breath of wind teardrops in the rain, but Jesus is going to give us eternal life. And he has a big plan for us. So welcome to the party, pal. I hope something made sense in all this. Gotta run. I got another long day tomorrow. I'll do my best to report some of the stuff that's going on and just diagnose what I see coming. I mean, the major news is just that they locked down California again and now they're coming for everybody else. We have to resist. But the way to resist effectively, from my perspective, is in the spirit first and later on in the physical, however you have the grace to do so. Be a warrior, be a fighter for Jesus. Hallelujah. Faithbucks.com.